Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a birthday boy right here. All right. Who's Dr. John. Oh. Right place at the wrong time. Uh, he I'm would good. have been 83, but he 83. died. 83. Would have been. 80s. Died in 2019. Yeah. We missed the president's birthday yesterday, Dave. Oh, we did. He's 81. He forgot it, too. 81. That's why I put it on the tee for you, brother. Yes, thank you. Okay. I said to my son yesterday, I was like, he's 81 today. I was like, if think of your favorite basketball team if your coach was 81. El, the entire fa- f- uh, fan base would always be like, yeah, it's time for coach to move on. Kind of. It's time for, uh, let's get some young blood. Unless you're the lead singer of the Rolling Stones, right. then it's fine. All right. Uh, so let's talk about uh, kidney donation. Leanne Saylor, been coming on the show for almost a decade. Hey, How Saylor. Are you? How are you hey. doing? How are you? Yeah, doing great. Good. Uh, I see your pamphlet here, and these are a lot of faces I know on the front. These are living donors and people that got uh, kidneys. Correct. Yeah. Uh, we're, we want to talk a little bit today about the living donors, because everyone can um, sign the back of their whatever, their license. I don't even, that's the process. We don't, that's not even the process anymore. You, you can, you, but you there's check a website it at the, that right, you can yeah, yeah, yeah. to, too. Uh, but let's talk about the living donors and how many so far from Mulligan's uh, kidney donation? We are over 400 now. 400. And Dave, this is just a grassroots. You've, you, I know, you've, I know. You know, Leanne, and it's a grassroots. I called it the fanciest phone tree. You know, everyone has parents' phone tree stuff, uh, you know, of their, of their kids' friends. But you really, that's basically what it was for a mm-hmm. while. For a while. It's way beyond a phone tree now. Um, we've ended up being national. I've got groups that have started up all over the United States. That's how this has spread to being right. over 400. The National Kidney Registry heard about us, and they asked me to train people to be able to be coaches because we've had such luck down here. Yeah. But we've really put a dent in things over the past 12 years. Um, you know, my biggest m- mission when I started this, because, you know, as you know, my, my husband needed a kidney 12 years ago. Now that I've learned as much as I have about living kidney donors, and I've met so many people out there that are willing to do it, um, you know, I need to get across to more people. We have over 100,000 people that need kidneys in the United States. 100,000. Yeah. What, what are the odds that a... I've seen the stories where they hold up a sign at the sporting event, right? And then someone, I need a kidney. And someone says, I'll, I'll try. That's funny. What, what are the odds that you would be a match to somebody? Oh, good question. Matches don't really matter anymore. Oh, um, why me, is that? Because blood's not an issue anymore. Um, the reason why is because they have what's called a paired donor exchange. Say, I need a kidney and you want to give me one, Tony. Yeah. But you don't match me. We sign you if you're willing to sign up, donate your kidney on my behalf. Then I'll get a kidney from someone else that's got the same thing. Oh, some of these paired donor exchanges I can't mm. explain them, but 
they're as long as 10 people wide that, that get their lives saved in that. And then also what it does with a living kidney donor is it moves other people up on the deceased list because it takes somebody off. But to his point, it is, what's it, one in five that you match or one in 10 or whatever, um, the blood type? Is that what it is? It or? is blood type, but there's also some other factors. Right, um, yeah, yeah. If you hear that somebody needs a, a type A kidney, that doesn't have to be type A. First of all, that person can get an, an O kidney is universal. You can give that to anybody. However, most of the people that are waiting are O because we can only take from AO. We can't, we can give, but we can't take from anybody else. Um, so, but that's a big decision. Somebody is. to say, Hey, I'm going to give you, give a, one of my kidneys. Sometimes people don't even know. They just decide to do it and then they, they meet the person later. Yeah. Um, that's what's been so life-changing for me. Um, you know, I've learned things along the way. Um, a gentleman that you all know um, came up with a slogan for us. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you found out that you have the ability to save a life, would you? Well, you don't really know what they're talking about there. But if you stop and think about it, and then you listen and you educate yourself more about it, it might be something that you do, you could consider. Um, the other thing is, there's, this is so prevalent out there. If you hear somebody that's saying, you know, they need a kidney, I would have assumed that they're just on a list waiting for a kidney. Right. I like to get it a point, a, the point out there because I've met so many people that they're like, well, it's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. Why don't I get into the giving spirit? I mean, I know that's going a little far, but... You know, you know, Aaron, we have one girl that she gave to a stranger, just she felt the calling. Well, and the, and the recovery is different. It was, uh, we have friends that did that for, his, for the dad, and he almost basically had to cut him in half yeah. to get it out. And now it's just an incision. It, what's it? It's laparoscopic. Yeah, they just I go in, just kind of suck it out, and they out do. of a small incision. I mean, laparoscopically. And, yeah, there yes. you go. There you go. Thank, Thank you. you, Dr. Jennings. <laughs> I mean, it's surgery, and you're sure. going to yeah, have yeah, yeah. recovery. Um, but they do go in through your stomach now, and they go in through it. I think they put three holes in there, three little incisions, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they guide themselves. Mike and I actually had the opportunity to observe. watch one. Yes, yeah, yeah. and it's amazing the, yeah. the donor. But they, like I said, they tell the donor to at least plan on six weeks. Yeah, um, sure. Now, um, one thing people would say is, so "This sounds like a great idea." Okay, I have two kidneys. I technically only need one. But what if I develop kidney disease and now I don't have two? Are there stories of needing that second kidney? There are not, to our knowledge, and I've talked with a lot of the surgeons across the United States. There, there are out there, I'm sure, but um, not common. No, it's not common at all. And one good thing is, if that were to happen, you go to the top of the list. You get the next kidney. They don't, you know, they don't play around. If yeah. you save somebody's life, you're right. Going to get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So who's sitting to my left here? I have Aaron Thacker with me. Um, he gets embarrassed, but he's a previous Mister Kentucky, the muscle kind of Mister Kentucky. Yeah, the, the big. Mu- I saw a picture of you, dude, <laughs> from 2005. 20 years ago, almost. Well, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and you look pretty good, dude. <laughs> Thank you. All Thank right. You. Yeah. Uh, so you're into health, that's for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, and you need a kidney. Yes, sir. I've been waiting for 26 months now. This will be my second one. I got my first one in 2011. Um, it's, a, it's very hard. Right. You know, you see the people in Dallas and centers. If you do it in centers, some people do it at home. You know, how sick they are. I can tell you how sick I've been. My medical bills each year has been about $1.5 million. Oh, my so, gosh. Just There's so many things that go wrong. You know, when you see you hear about people that are, you know, waiting for a kidney, you, don't, you think they're just waiting for a kidney. Well, there's a lot of things the kidney do. So, you know. Yeah, high blood pressure problems, insomnia, the dry mouth, itching, um, red blood cells. You know, my hemoglobin levels got low. For anybody listening, that's when you, you know how you get oxygen to your muscle cells and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So for a while, I couldn't walk. You know, and I have two jobs. 
you know, my own business and a regular job. Mm-hmm. I had to keep my insurance, so I right. can get this paid for. So it's it's, it's very difficult. And I see people that are so. Sick and you're a new nu- nutritionist, so you yeah. know what you're talking about. You know, you're in tune with your body. Very much so. I've been yeah. training people for 25 years. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a certified nutritionist also. So it's been able with with my experience has been able to help me more. But I want to help others more, and that's why we're here to get the word out. You know, we've got 800,000 people in the United States on dialysis right now. We're losing about 100,000 people a year. And that sucks. Yeah, we're losing about 100,000 people a year. Okay, the, um, the, um, so what's dialysis for people that uh, they've heard about it, but they don't know yeah, specifically yeah, what that of is? Uh, you got hemodialysis and peritoneal dialysis. Hemos where they use the needles. So I get two 15-gauge needles put in me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You oh, sit wow. About four hours. Okay, four hours. So you think 26 months in, you know, doing that three days a week, it, it wears on you. Oh, you know? I guarantee it. And then, you know, the people that do peritoneal, I tried that. You get a hose, put a little line, put in your stomach, and mm-hmm. do it at night. But I couldn't sleep like that with that hose in my right, stomach. Right, right. Had a lot of problems. So, you know, and that's just what I'm dealing with. There's yeah. a lot of people dealing with a lot worse, you know. So we're trying to get the word out. And the biggest thing is communicating and get the knowledge so people can understand the process because it's really, with technology now, it's so simple in a way. I mean, matching, you know, all that's, you know, kind of complicated, but getting the process and getting the surgery done and donating, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to do it, it's something that you can live with. I mean, I had one kidney for the last 12 years and I had the best time of my life. I really did. Right. And got a lot accomplished. So we're wanting to get people to know, you know, that there is a process to help people and you can help people if you want to. And you and some people don't even know until you talk to them about it and you get right. them to understand what's going on. So I think it's important to get the message out. And technology is going so fast. I really believe in the next 10 years with technology, if they can get this um, artificial kidney working, it'll really help more people out because there's not enough kidneys right now. You yeah. Know? And sitting there waiting for it, Waiting for it and your life's on the line is no fun. Been waiting 26 months. Yeah, straight, yeah. And some okay. people wait 5, 10, yeah. 15 years, yeah. you know, depending upon where you live in the United States. Well, not if they have a Leanne Sailor living in their neighborhood. No, if you got a Leanne, you're in good hands. Leanne, you got it going. Yeah. Um, okay, so how do people, if they, they're listening to this right now, it's Thanksgiving, they want to give, they want to be thankful, the holidays are coming up, they, they feel the calling, how do they get a hold of you or how do they get the process started? We are in the process of making a website, but for now we're on Facebook. Mulligan's Living Kidney Donors on Facebook. You can find us, ask to become a member of the group, um, as well as I'm going to leave my information with you guys, as I know you all have mm-hmm. it. But I'm going to give out my cell number because that's what I take. Um, it's 502-544-2334. It's Mulligan's Living Kidney Donors, and if you call me, I'll get you on the right path. Nothing is in stone. Nobody's going to come after you and say, I know you want to give a kidney. Right. They're just going to talk to you. Yeah, they're not going to put you on a list somewhere. Right, right. I was just going to say, I'd like to give my number out, too. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm a part of this, and I really want to help. You know, going through this has really made my passion, my mission for this. Sure. uh, My number is 502-221-5093. I'm here to help. Talk to anyone anytime I can. Um, also, say the the website they're going to put up would be great. But you can get on Google. You can look up the hospitals like Jewish Hospital Cincinnati, and they got plenty of information. And you can start there as well. Awesome, Leanne Saylor, you're the best. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say I have Parker with me because he's off at yeah, school. Parker's he, Parker's watching Parker uh, the Price to, is Right right now behind him. Parker wants to shout out to his mom and dad. <laughs> okay, we'll pull him over to your mic. I'm not sure that one uh, is working right there. Right there. Uh, hey, Parker, go say hi. Hi, Mom. <laughs> hi, Dad. <laughs> That's adorable. Mom and Dad, there you go. Hey, he's a Holy Trinity Eagle, so he gets to do that today. I love it. Leanne's always good to see you. Good luck, you. my friend. Thank you, sir. All Thanks. right, short break. We will come back and, uh, and talk uh, more. Um, 
about the Governor's Cup and more, but I want to talk about uh, the um, Edlin and Edlin uh, 1% commission rate is what you're going to pay them when it's normally a lot more than that. So you're going to keep the equity in your pocket uh, when you sell your house or buy your house. 46 years, been they've been around in uh, real estate brokerage. Call them at 599-2800, 599-2800. Back after this. Yes, welcome back. Mm-hmm. As the world turns to like, Squatchy. Like the sands in the hourglass. So does the Sasquatch. These are the days of our lives. <laughs> as we listen to the Young and Restless theme. A dear Squatchy. Chad needs some help, Tony, besides being named Chad. Oh, man. I've, I've, I've met very few cool Chads. They always leave you dangling. No, stop. I knew you were going to. Go ahead. Hang on. Thank you. Chad says, Dear Squatchy, I know Thanksgiving is a time for peace and gratitude. No. Yes. But I am not the least bit thankful for my brother's kids. Oh, boy. They're entitled, violent, and destructive brats. Oh, boy. And my brother does nothing to restrain them. Oh, boy. I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year and have told my brother that he's welcome, but your kids can't come. Oh, boy. Frankly, I like the stuff in my house too much and have no faith that something valuable to me will not be destroyed by these little runts. My wife says I'm being Scrooge, but I remind her that Scrooge is a Christmas thing and my brother doesn't even have to come. That's how I feel about it. Am I off base on this, Squatchy? Oh, this is a tough one, man. I th- I think you were. This isn't the 1970s when you're forced to go to a family get together. I think these days you can go. Yeah, we're not we're not hosting, and and uh, my wife's going, but I'm not going. Or you look if the, if the kids are out of control, you stop hosting. That could end it right there. Can we have a conversation between <laughs> adults and say, "I love you, brother. Your kids are out of control. If you're not going to control them, please don't bring them." Yeah. I need your promise that nothing's going to get broken, that you're going to pay attention to your children. Can we do that, or is that just too in your face for a brother to brother? Sometimes that's enough for a brother to say, you know what, we're done for a while, and I talk to you for a while. Sometimes even just having an adult conversation about that, you're criticizing his kids, even though his kids sound like little monsters. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I, I think you solve the problem by not hosting. You make someone else host and, and watch the kids destroy the rest of the furniture then, from somebody else's house. And then you rent a couple of kids and say, you know, these are some kids that have needed, him that needed host. A Thanksgiving. Have him host. That's right. Have him host and then pick up a couple of kids from uh, whatever. From, from a downtown chair. Yes, they, they yes. Need, and they tell they them. don't have a family and we're taking them out of the shelter to bring you to Thanksgiving. Slip them a 20 spot and say break stuff. That's it. That, you say, Look, I know you two are very, very good boys and you, you know, wouldn't do this in, in generally, but here's, an, here's 20 bucks That's right. each. I want you to do as much damage as you can. 50 if you not grab off the urn on the mantle. Yeah. So... That is a dear squatchy for you. And it's it's very appropriate for the time we have. It is. Scott Carr, are you getting together with the entire family, or is it 
sort of segmented. Stopping. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a big segment, about 20 folks, probably. Not at my house. Yeah. So, you know, I'll be causing some damage, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Just to your liver, right? Yeah. There you go. All right, now, so, I know how to behave myself. So what time, what time is the Thanksgiving? I think this is important. What time is Thanksgiving? I'll be working through noon or so on Thanksgiving Day. Thank you very much. Really? And so uh, it'll start when I get there, I guess. Okay. You know, by, mm. by around 2 in the afternoon. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, but uh, there's no trading on Thursday. Remember, we asked you this yesterday, and you were going to do some research on whether they're trading on Friday. It's a half-day Friday. Half-day. Yes, day. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm you did your homework. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So they'll trade up through noon on uh, on Friday, huh. but I, I won't be working Friday. I'll just okay. ignore it. <laughs> All right. Um, but they got you to work on Thanksgiving, which is you're dedicated. Somebody's got to do it, right? You know? So, right. Yeah. I mean, John I'm Tucker. Little... John Tucker's not going to do it. He's too no, selfish. He's, he's been around too long. <laughs> he's too selfish. He's top of the totem he's pole. He's too into John Tucker. Oh, those guys—they work pretty hard up there. No. actually. Don't backtrack I now. I yeah, I can't say they don't. Yeah. Actually, no. yeah. Well, tell no, John. I tell even, anyway. I don't even know John. Yeah. I don't even know. Okay. John, well, so okay. Not, I was going to say. Well, then tell John we're ripping him. But happy Thanksgiving. Okay, okay. We'll do. All right. Anyway, the second biggest name in home improvement, a little low today. Pardon the pun. Shares of Lowe's down three percent as that chain cuts its full year sales forecast for the second time. And for the just-finished quarter, Lowe's says comparable sales fell 7.4%. Last week, their bigger rival, Home Depot, also reported a drop in comparable sales from last year. One reason is that home sales are waning. Today, the National Association of Realtors reporting U.S. home resales fell by 4.1% last month. That's the most in nearly a year to a new low going back to 2010. That slide bigger than forecast by a lot of economists. Wall Street indexes have been rising for most of the past month, but today some traders are cashing in on their winnings. The Dow's down 90 points, S&P 500 lower by 15 points. The Nasdaq's down 112 points. With the News Radio 840 WHAS Bloomberg Money Report, I'm Scott Carr. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WHAS. What you eating over there? Uh, food left over from that um, Thanksgiving thing last week. Is that still pretty good? Yeah. Did you get some meat? Yeah, I did. Good stuff. Well, I've got a list for you while you chew. Hang on. I'm waiting for you to go, oh, cool, a list. I didn't know we were coming back, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's about the same time every day, but <laughs> anywho... So I found this list on ish, Reddit. Same time ish. Yeah. So people were asked, uh, older redditors, what do young people get completely wrong about past decades? Mm-hmm. I like this. Okay. Okay. So let's because they they think they know stuff about when we grew up. I love doing this too because as an older person, you're like, yeah, that's not the way it was. And then you start reminiscing, like mm-hmm. I kind of miss those times. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, uh, they understand that restaurants had smoking sections and that bars and clubs were filled with smoke, but I don't think many understand how pervasive smoking was. Yeah. There were ashtrays and people literally smoking everywhere. Jury boxes had ashtrays in yep. front of every juror. Yep. You smoked on planes, trains, buses, and taxis. Yeah, you know... You know, and, and I school, have, and I you know, at school, yeah. There's smoking section at school. In high school, they had smoking sections, so 15 year olds were allowed to smoke. All right, so you knew, and I haven't been on a plane uh, this old in a while, but you knew when you got on a plane, and there was the little ashtray, like they soldered it shut. Yeah, but you could tell that was the ashtray. You're like, how old is this plane? And the smoking section could end. At the row in front of you. You don't understand. There's nothing you can do about it. This wasn't a male-female thing. Everyone smoked. In the movies. And they were masterful with the cigarette. Talking and acting and moving. I yes. mean, the cigarette became part of their, yes. their being. Yes. And we'll tell you the truth. It was their fidget spinner. Tell you the truth, this this Oppenheimer. Did you ever get to see Oppenheimer? Uh-uh. He has a cigarette. He was a, he was a, a massive smoker. And Oppenheimer was, and he, the actor, has a cigarette in his mouth almost every single scene. And they balance it. They know when to flick the ashes off. Yeah. It's actually kind of impressive. Yeah, it's really impressive when it gets really long and you're waiting for it to drop, and then they just go ahead and do the ashtray. I remember that old folks in their Barker loungers had the ashtrays that were elevated, like it was on a little uh, pedestal, mm-hmm. and it was like, right. I used, to, I used to call junior college high school with ashtrays. Yeah. Because you go and kind of retake the same classes, but you could smoke in the break room. Yeah, there you go. Uh, people don't realize just how little people knew what they were missing out on. If it wasn't on network TV, channel 247 or 9, or on a store shelf in your town or in the paper, it simply didn't exist for you. No. Uh, the world got smaller real quick, and it's called FOMO, right? Fear of missing yeah. out because you want to know what everything's going on. Uh, but it's it's amazing because as much as you uh, there's no commonality, it is – I think the websites are bad for teenagers. Like my kids knew if all of their friends were at a party they weren't invited to, right? Because mm-hmm. they're all clustered, all of the little – Icons were clustered at the same house, and you're just and no one's answering your text messages. That's hard to take. Yep, that's a hard one. Things younger people don't really get about our past decades, probably underestimating how few choices there were. Today, it seems as if everything imaginable is available in a variety of sizes, delivered to your door overnight. We had catalogs, mail order, four to six week delivery. Malls were the best thing ever. Stores in one place, not downtown. Uh, grocery stores were basically, you know how they say, they say, stay healthy, just stick to the outside of the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Well, that used to be just the grocery store. There yep. wasn't a lot of choice when you went to the grocery store. And the grocery store was about the size of two Thorntons now, yes. right? But combine two Thorntons, and that was what your grocery store was. When grocery stores started putting bakeries and uh, the meat departments in them, because remember, there was a grocery store, and then you went to a butcher. Yes, walking you, home from St. Ambrose School in Rochester, New York, yes. there's the Wegmans grocery store, cross the street, and there's the drug store, yes. where she saved the yellow Ford gumballs for me, Yes, and then there's the butcher shop where I got a free piece of bologna. Correct. So all of those specialty things were separate stores. And then a baker. There was a bit you bake breads or right. Or, the, yeah, the bakery or, was there too. The bakery was there. So and then the candlestick maker then, was two doors no, down. No, not the candlestick maker. That went in the mall. But uh, but at that then all of a sudden, Win Dixie and Kroger and all them put mm-hmm. put the meat department and the bakery and all that in the grocery store. And it's like that's not the way it used to be, brah. I'm an older redditor, born in '49. What today's young people don't appreciate is how growing up. 
we had to invent our own sources of fun. No video games, three channels on a black and white TV. We didn't get color till 67. And no real entertainment aimed at kids. We just interacted and played established games and made stuff up. One good thing is there's a lot less house fires. Oh, that's true. Because there was nothing to do. So what? You you found your old man's lighter or pack of matches, and next thing you know, how many times you see uh, you heard about the oh the so and so Johnson family the whole front end burned off mm-hmm. or, or the curtains went up like a like a Christmas tree because kids played with matches. That Poor was Johnsons, a, that, was that was a thing. A, that was a big thing. That don't, was a PSA. Don't play with matches. Don't play with matches. Now kids are like, why would I do that? People probably just how often you had to accept that you couldn't find the answer to something. If you had a question, you could ask people, maybe your friends or teachers. The last choice was to check the library or the encyclopedia. If you didn't find it, you had to accept it. You couldn't Google it and get it in 10 seconds. It would not just you couldn't find it. It would drive you crazy the entire day because yes. it's on the tip of your tongue, right? So you you know the answer, but it can't come to you. And it just usually Google it, and two seconds later you go, right. "Wow, that's right." Uh, what movie was he in? Oh, Wait, I'll Google it quick. Genghis Khan. That's right. Uh, but now, but back then, it drove you crazy until like nine o'clock at night. You're laying in bed, and you go, "Genghis Khan." Then it hits like, you, Ugh. and now you're awake. Right. People don't get how common drinking and driving really was until Mad came along. People did this routinely. One for the road. I'm not going to say it was accepted, but it was accepted. It wasn't demonized. It was not demonized. And no. people were dying. I mean, it wasn't like there weren't drunk driving crashes. Awful. People died. So many people died in drunk driving. And let me tell you something. The cars were not made to survive crashes. You bounced around inside these tanks mm-hmm. and you died. There was a time where the the windshield was not that breakaway glass that shatters into a million pieces. How many people in the 60s and the 50s, their face was ripped off because they hit the windshield? Now it just shatters. Yeah, good luck getting a prom date after that. No way. Up until video rental stores in the 80s at school the next day, every kid was talking about what was on TV the night before because every family was watching it. Movies, this is how it went before cable. A movie came out, let's say Rocky, 1976, right? And it was about three or four years before the network would get a deal with the movie company. And they say the Saturday night or Sunday night movie, the ABC Saturday night movie was Rocky. Mm-hmm. I mean, and your whole family was like in front of the camp- TV because it was like, wow, we get to see a movie for free because you've only seen it once because it was in the theater. And that's it. That's when you went to see it. And everybody talked about it in school the next day. That's exactly right. So movies, you only saw a movie like when Star Wars played on the network, people lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is on TV tonight. It was crazy. And now we all binge watch certain shows, and you'll tell me what you're watching. I'm like, I've never heard of any of those. Uh, and and now, I'll tell you what I'm watching. I've never heard of those. Yeah, and how many times do you watch a movie? I mean, we watched, John and I, I was doing notes for the show, and we watched Prometheus again. Mm-hmm. This came out in like 2012. We watched the whole thing. We've seen it like 12 times. Kids think that Y2K was a joke, but the panic was real. People legit thought computers would end us. I didn't think that was going to happen. It was a humongous scam. Yes. And people made a ton of money on it. We'll come and we'll Y2K proof your office for $13,000. And it really was only for one reason, that humans are so short-sighted 
that when they created computers and personal computers and computer systems for work, they made the year 2000 the end date for the yeah, products, right? Yep. They didn't think, well, pick, t- you know, 2050, right? They Let's put tr- it way out there, yeah. So all of these companies were like, our systems are going to shut down. Not really. You had an IT guy go, yeah, it's fixed. Yep, all good. <laughs> Hospitals are going to shut down and people in ICU are going to die. Planes are going to fall out of the sky. This is going to be horrible. The Fort Knox is going to automatically, the door's going to open. And all the missiles are going to launch. All the missiles are going to launch. It was crazy. Just hit Hawaii. And the next day we were all like, yeah, yeah, nothing happened. That was ha- good. Nothing happened. I fell asleep during the ball drop. Nothing, Whatever. Nothing, nothing happened. Young people don't get past decades how on time you had to be for your favorite show because there was little to no chance you'd see that episode again unless you cut summer reruns. I remember anxiously waiting for the nightly news to be over so I could watch my shows. Then commercial breaks were mad dashes for the bathroom. You No pausing, no, no recording. Nope, nope, nope. I remember you when... You missed it, you missed it. The DVR came in to where you could pause or go back 10 seconds and I know the moment when that happened when we got ours because it was Nipplegate on the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. And people kept going backwards to see if they could see Janet Jackson's boob. And everyone was like, back, back. And I was like, that's when. And what year was that, you think? Hmm. That was a long time that was, ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, but no, you. But I liked third. I liked the must see Thursday night. Oh, that was great. That 70s show, ER. Yeah, the Cosby show. Seinfeld. You know, it was like it was must-see TV, and it was. And, and you got and they it never, back to back to back. They never found that show after Cosby that was as good as all the rest of the shows. No. It'd always be highly rated because it was after Cosby and before the 9 o'clock. I forgot what the what that show was. And it was a gift. If they put mm-hmm. you on after ER or before ER or Bingo. after the Cosby show, it was like, wait a minute, we're on before ER? Oh, my gosh, that's a gift. The network's got a lot of money in this show. You you follow Seinfeld? Oh, my gosh, perfect. Uh, it was incredibly common to just not have pictures of events and other things we see as important now. Not only did we have entire vacations where no pictures were taken, we could go months without a single picture being taken of anybody in the family. A trip to St. Louis, no pictures. Disneyland, yeah, maybe one at the gate. Then you had to wait weeks or days to have Walgreens develop them for you and hope that you look good in one of them. No, man. I mean, your mom would go maybe twice a year to develop the pictures. So you would get the Easter, Christmas... Thanksgiving mm-hmm. pictures all back, and they were not. Uh, let's just be honest; they were not good pictures. The lighting sucked. It was grainy, and uh, it was. It, we got along. Yep, we, we did. We survived without taking and documenting every single event. There are friends of mine that their child is the most documented child in the history. Oh, and that's of the saying world. something. It's um, like Facebook. It's like a, it's it's the child picked out his own shoes today and they wrote an entire story about it Mm -hmm. and like i laugh at it right and i when i see the person i make fun of them i'm like your child is going to kill you later when they get older but i said you wrote a whole story about them picking out their own shoes they must have great christmas cards i said did you are you do you believe to be the first parents like ever (laughs) um and they laugh they like think it's they laugh about it and i'm like yeah i'm not joking it's weird they don't get travel we read paper maps and scanned for roadside, roadsides and landmarks to guide us to destinations we've never been to. Half of my younger co-workers couldn't point north without using their phone. 
Uh, Maggie asked, how do you know where to go? And I go, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> she goes, how do you know where to drive? And I was like... How do you know where to drive? I was like... You pay attention. You're driving, and you know, take a left here, take a right here. Because yeah. they don't know how to drive without that lady on the voice. Oh, without a let not Alexa, but whatever voice yeah, you put on your lady is all right. Or they, they, you could choose whoever you want. Uh, but they don't know how to drive without that. How damn do you thing know where it. to go? That is awesome. That is it. How do you know where to go? What do you mean? How do I know where to go? I'm going to lots of pasta. I've been there 15 times. 3717 Lexington Road in the heart of St. Matthews. And finally, everyone 12 and under, Saturday morning cartoons were absolutely essential. They were fantastic. And um, not just that because your parents left you alone and you could watch cartoons. Um, but the other one was you went from the kitchen table eating a bowl of cereal full of sugar and carbs and yes. no nutrition, even though the box said eight essential uh, vitamins, vitamins and, and minerals. minerals. And then you turned the box around and you ate your cereal by yourself reading the back of the box. It was fantastic. It was. It was fantastic. And digging right? through the cereal to try to get those tattoos out of there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Short break. We'll come back. Elon and Elon, folks, give them a call. 599-2800. If you're selling a house, why would you go anywhere else? It's 1% commission rate. If your house is a half a million dollars, you're going to keep twelve to $15,000 in your pocket, or you could just give that to a real estate agent. Real estate business has been turned on its head. People are finally pushing back and going, no, I'm not paying you $30,000 to help save sell my house. I'm not doing it. Let's let's talk about how many p- points or what, 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 what is a fair commission. Elon and Elon went to this six years ago before all this started because they felt it was only fair, and it is fair. 1% commission rate at Edlin and Edlin, 599-2800, or go to Edlin.com. Back after this on News Radio 840, WHAN. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.